Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just Get Fit with Nikki. I am your host, Nikki, a certified nutrition coach and personal trainer, and I wanted to talk to you about journaling because I'm someone who is always like, that is such a waste of time. And now I feel very different, but I will say I probably don't journal like most people, um, but I can get into that later. And I think the reason I always thought journaling was such a waste of time is because I associated it with things that, you know, I was forced to do in high school. And it was always like that kind of stuff where you're like, oh, reflect on this. And you're like, you're asking me to do things or talk about or think about things. And I'm like, I'm only doing because you're making me do. And so like my reflection is that you're wasting my time. (laughs) And I think that's kind of what turned me off from, you know, journaling or being reflective for a long time. And I also went through, you know, the education program. I'm like, I have got three degrees under my belt. And one of them is an education degree for teaching. And when I finished that really intensive program, I was like, I never want to hear the word reflection again, because it became so meaningless. Because once again, when you're being forced to do something, you're just like, I am so tired. I haven't seen my friends or family in months. And I don't really care about reflecting on how, you know, this music lesson went, right? And I do think though, like in hindsight, there is a reason why we were asked to do these things. But what this looks like in terms of making lasting changes and improving your relationship with your body and with food, I will honestly say I'm like, it's life changing. And and if you're kind of like, bear with me, okay? And let me explain why I no longer think this is a waste of time. And I am someone who, you know, I come to the table with a lot of food baggage, a, a, a troubled diet history, disordered eating, binge eating, you know, restrictive eating, over-exercising, and all kinds of things. And, you know, those things have happened in my life for various reasons because of, you know, things that I've been told in passing, whether or not intentionally hurtful, are things that, you know, have, have left their mark on me to, to say. And, and you know, those things are really impactful, and I think they changed how I interacted with food. They changed how I saw my body or what I thought in my body, thought my body needed to look like or, you know, weigh or wear. And if you're not able to actually go back and be like, why is it that I'm so fearful of this? Or why is it that I keep going back to this goal weight? Right. And for me, a great example of being reflective is like, I think about my goal weight. When I started my health and fitness journey five years ago, I was like, okay, this is my goal weight. I would love to get down to 130 or 135 pounds. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, after a while, I was like, where did this weight come from? You know, where did that number come from? And I was like, oh, well, it's because at one point in my life, I got down to that weight and I was real like tiny, like, like a size two tiny. And, you know, 
I think as societal values go, a lot of us have put our our value and our self-worth associated with our clothing size, with our weight. And so I'm no different. I was that person who was like, oh, well, smaller must be better regardless of the cost, regardless of my mental health, regardless of my physical health, you know, being smaller is always better. And that was like, huh, like having that realization where I was like, okay, like that's why I'm trying to get back to that, you know, magical goal weight number. Once I identify that, I kind of went through like a in-depth thought process and was able to reflect on, okay, so that's why I want to get back to that weight. And then I thought about, well, how did I feel when I was that weight? Was I happy? Did I have a better relationship with food? And reflecting on those things, I could honestly say like, no, I wasn't more confident. Sure, I was, you know, 20 or 25 pounds lighter, but I wasn't as confident as I am now. I wasn't as strong as I am now. I sure as heck, sure as heck had a, you know, much more disordered relationship with food, with my eating. I was severely restricting or, you know, having to earn my food, you know, with exercise or skip meals if I hadn't earned it. And having that time to reflect is like, holy crap. So I've set this goal in my head, this goal weight to get back to. And when you think about what it looked like and felt like for me at that weight, it's a lot easier to go, okay, maybe I need to step back from this goal and set something that's more realistic, something that I'm like, okay, cool. I don't have to kill myself in the process, you know, really mess up my body and, my relationship with food, have stress and anxiety around food. And it's possible to not have to endure those thoughts and feelings. But without that reflection, without that, you know, journaling for me in written form and Instagram captions and me just thinking about writing captions and like having to process these things, I wouldn't have gotten to that point when I was like, that is not a realistic goal. Like being 130 pounds for me is not realistic and it's not healthy and it's not sustainable. And it's going to put so many things at risk for me in terms of my physical and mental well-being. But like I said, I only got to that place in realization from being reflective, from taking that time to assess why that was a goal for me and if that should be a goal for me. Because I think a lot of us, you know, we work really hard. A lot of us are really goal oriented. And we set goals, perhaps a little too ambiguously. And I can only speak for myself. But like, that example of trying to, you know, get to that goal weight, it it was a bit ambiguous. And I think about something else. And that would be like, calories for the day. For the longest time, I was like, I need to eat 1500 calories a day. And then I started asking myself, like, why do we need to eat 1500 calories a day? Like, where is this number coming from? Right? I never specifically had someone tell you, hey, Nikki, 
especially I'm not, especially not a professional of any kind or coach tell me, Hey, 1500 calories is how many calories you need to lose weight or to reach your goals or whatever the heck. And I was like, where did this come from? Like, why have I held on to this number for so long? And you know what it is? You know what I remembered? It was when I was much younger in my teens, I would look for meal plans. And I think that's something like I used to do a lot and I still see a lot of people do. And they're like, oh, I need a meal plan, right? I need someone to tell me that I need three ounces of lean protein, you know, half a cup of brown rice and, you know, one cup of broccoli that's steamed with nothing else on it. You know, I need someone to give me this plan so I can reach my goals. And so in the past, you know, it was a really common meal plan number, 1500. Seriously, go look. You go out into, you know, Google and, and you tell me what's a really common meal plan amount. 1500 is a very common number. It's you get that you get like the 1200. And then you get maybe like a 2000. There's there are things in between, but not as much. And so I was like, well, 1200 seems a little bit extreme. Uh, uh, 2000 is definitely way more calories than I should ever be consuming is, you know, that was my thought process. So you're like, okay, well, then 1500 calories it is. And that's where I got that number that I held on to for years, years and years and years. And that number really didn't have any like value in my life in terms of being representative of how I ate or what I ate or my goals or my body or my height or my age or gender or anything like that. It didn't, you know, take any of those things into consideration. And yet it was the number. It was what I had to strive for. And I think, you know, these examples are just two, but I see a lot of people do this where we, you know, have educated ourselves in some way or another. We've been told something by someone we look up to and admire, or we've read something somewhere. And then we hold on to that viewpoint or that idea for a really long time, regardless of it of it being true, regardless of if it's applicable to us or appropriate for us, we just hold on to it and we go, yes, this, this is it. This is one of my rules. And then you get older and you get to be, you know, my age and you go, huh, I guess I've unknowingly had a whole list of rules in my life about what I can and can't do, how much I think I should eat, how much I think I should weigh, the size that I think I should be. And, you know, the long list of foods, which I don't think I should be able to eat or have to restrict. And there comes a point in your life when you are just going to be beyond exhausted. You are so freaking fed up of these rules, these rules that hinder you versus help you. And this is where I'm like, this is where that journaling or that reflectiveness come into play. I don't care if you lay on your bed and just go, let me think about this and let me think about my answer and how I got to this place. Or if you sit down and put things onto paper, if you make yourself voice notes or you journal on your computer because you can type as fast as you can think, but you need to go through these things and these rules that you've set for yourself and think about, are they serving you? Are these things that are helping you with your journey? And if they're not, how do you let them go? And for me, being able to let 
a lot of things go and improve my relationship with food and my body has come because I've gone through this process. I've gone like, why is this so important to me? And why is this I think or believe I have to do this? When you're able to be honest with yourself and go, huh, that's how I got here. This isn't helping anymore. I need to let this go. It's a lot easier to move on and create a new plan. But until you can truly let something go, it's just going to follow you. And that isn't always a good thing. And so if you are, you know, struggling with any of these kinds of things, think about where you want to be at the end of this year, where you want to be next year. Do you want to be exhausted from these same problems, these same challenges or these same rules? Or do you want to be in a better place with your body and your relationship with food? And I hope your answer is that second one where you're like, I do want to be in a better place. And so this is where I'm like, you need to put the work in. Your mindset is so important. I cannot, I cannot state this, you know, enough because I can tell you, you can know exactly what to eat. You can know exactly how to hit your macros, what to prioritize, what to do, how to train. And if your mind is not right and you are stuck on these things, you're never truly going to achieve the results you're looking for. Because something's going to happen, you'd be like, oh, shoot, every time, this is what I go back to doing. Because it's a habit, because I think I need to do this. Even though if you stopped and thought about it, you might realize, hey, you know what? I should probably try something else. I should probably recognize that that is not something that's helpful to me long term. And so my suggestion to you, my friends, is this year, make some space in your life for these moments for you to write down, you know, what are my biggest challenges? How have I tried to solve these in the past? What do I think I need to do to get them? Are there any rules that I am maybe unknowingly following that are no longer serving me and go through the thought process? Ask yourself these tough questions and be honest with yourself. You need to be in that right headspace to be honest with yourself. I can tell you that much because I probably lied to myself for way too long about why I think I needed to be a certain way and why I need to look a certain way. And it's because I wasn't really ready to be honest with myself. And so take this time. It doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be every day. But when you are feeling stuck, when you are feeling frustrated, stop have this chat with yourself, write it down, journal, whatever it looks like to you. Take some time to be reflective. I guarantee you it will pay off far more than you would ever believe unless you do it yourself. But really, it is so worthwhile. And you know what the best part is? This will cost you nothing. So give it a go and make this year your best year yet. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, you can subscribe to my podcast so you don't miss any episodes coming up.